Welcome to By Design, episode 89. This is your host, Danette Gora, and my hope is that this podcast will be a place where you'll find encouragement for your home and your soul. On today's episode, we're talking about repurposing those old bifold doors, the ones that you don't use anymore, the ones that you ripped out of your house, because that's what I did. Make sure you check out the post for this episode on bydesignpodcast.com and head over to the Pinterest board where I've pinned all the pictures and some design images for you guys to look at. I also, just so you know, on I'm pretty specific about what I put out there for you guys. I'm not just including tons of pins and pictures to fill up space. I really am just showing you guys the ones that I think are worthy of your use. And that I don't mean to sound snobby by doing that, but there's, you know, lots of people out there who want to repurpose things and do DIYs and, and that's cool and it's fun to try things, but that doesn't mean that it's always a good idea and that it's, you know... <laughs> a well thought out piece that would look good in your home because sometimes they can just look like eyesores. We moved into this farmhouse five years ago and it needed lots of work and one of the things one of the first things we did was to remove all of the little bifold doors that were separating the room like from our kitchen to our living room and a few other places before you went up the stairs. I don't know it was really strange. We had bifold doors and the most awkward places in this house. <laughs> With that said let's move on to making a bench out of a bifold door because that's what we did. For the material and supply list for this little DIY, you're basically going to need a bifold door or at least one piece of a bifold door, a few table legs between four and six, some table leg hardware, an apron for support around the bench, some paint. I just use chalk paint and maybe some pocket screws depending on in the end how you decide to put it together. I'll give you some options. I will tell you that for us, when we took the door off the hinges, I didn't sand it, nothing. I did wipe it down because it was kind of gross. We wiped it down, put this thing together, and then I used chalk paint on it and it was done. It's a pretty simple DIY. Now for ours, as soon as we ripped off all those ill-placed bifold doors, I knew that the piece of wood would make the perfect bench because of its overall length and width. You know, doors are usually six foot eight high, so that's about 80 inches. And typically a bifold door can be anywhere from, you know, 12 to 24 inches deep. Well, ours were right at 15 inches deep, which happens to be the perfect size for a, a bench. And I think it, depending on the bifold door that you have, or, you know, these are also things that at a resale shop or Goodwill, you know, people people get rid of these things all the time. They don't want to use them when they rip them out. It's pretty simple to, to get your hands on a pair of these if you're looking to do a DIY with them. Ours were these really sturdy old oak bifold doors. And I wanted to be careful with the design of them because they screamed old farmhouse which is where we live. So the legs that I bought for them have kind of a turned style to them because it just fits with the style of the bench itself. There's all sorts of legs you can buy out there, metal ones, you know, straight wood ones, all sorts of things. We just went to Lowe's to pick up ours. We bought basic pine legs, six of them, because with a 68-inch bench, if you're going to have people sitting in the middle of it, you might need two more supports. So we have two legs on each end of the bench and then two in the middle just so it didn't sag at all. Seat height is normally, if we're a chair or a bench, it's normally around 18 inches. So you, if you're buying these legs online, you just want to make sure you get the right height. Sometimes the picture can be a little tricky and you think you're getting a, a leg that is the correct size for a bench, which would be around 14 to 16 inch high leg. And you could end up with one that is for like a dining table, which would be a 30 inch high leg or a 28 inch high leg. That's one thing you want to watch out for. So typically, you are going to want to build the base 
with the legs and the apron first. Now you'll see when you look at the pictures of when we built our bench, which was about five years ago, and it was more or less a DIY on the fly. We took them off the hinges. I was like, let's make this bench. We grabbed the tools. My kids were crawling all over it, and we did it right in the living room. But we didn't build it the best way because we just bought the little metal table leg pieces. It's a piece of hardware that you can put where each leg is going to go. You screw it in, and then the legs that you buy have like a little screw built into the top of them. It's like dialed in there. And then you screw the legs into the leg hardware. And that, you know, those leg pieces, the hardware, it's good. You can use those. But we were trying to skip the apron part. And then after I saw the finished product, I didn't like the way it looked. And it needs that apron for the support so things don't shimmy a little bit and get tweaked. So you can tell from my pictures that the apron was added after the fact. So this is where I was telling you that I'll give you a couple options how to build it. You can use the little piece of table leg hardware that attaches to the bottom of the bench. Or you can build the apron and the legs together first before you put the top on. And then the top you would just screw to the legs and base. But, you know, mine has held up these five years, but it's not the ideal way to build it. So I'll share a link on both the Pinterest board and on the show notes for this. And it will show you the way another gentleman put his together. I ended up painting my bench all white, at least one of my benches I did. And, you know, that this bench has been all over my house. I've used it in so many different ways. It sat at the end of our bed for a while. It's been in our foyer. That's where it is now. So when, you know, we have buckets under it where the kids keep all their shoes and we can all come in. It's a big long bench. We can all plop down on it. I've also moved it when we have a big holiday gathering at the dining table that we just made, by the way, and I'll be sharing another DIY on that here soon. But we've moved the long bench in there and a whole bunch of people can pile right in and it's great. We've also used it as a coffee table between chairs. I think I can find an old pic of that too. And I've moved it out onto my front porch outside. You know, it's not really built for weathering, but in the summer or spring, it's really cute to sit out on your porch. So anyway, there's all different ways that you can use a bench like this. It's actually pretty easy to do a DIY with and, and there's not many materials. The other bifold door that I have, I use as a large sign. I painted it in chalkboard paint so it's black and sometimes we sit it outside on our front porch and lean it up against the house and sometimes it will say welcome or we'll have a, a wreath on it or the kids will draw all over it and leave notes for people that come or say happy Easter. One of the pins that I shared on the board Someone also painted theirs a fun color, and inside of one of the panels, they painted a chalkboard piece, and then they use that in their house for, like, notes, and it's really cute. I'm sure a lot of you have seen bifold doors used as a headboard, which is a good idea. You can just stand it behind the bed. I've seen lots of these, and there are only a few that I like, so I shared those on the blog and on the Pinterest board. And both of them, actually, they're pretty worn and old-looking. One is a panel door that is really rustic-looking, and then the other one is a louvered door. And they've used it in a bedroom where there are two twin beds, and there's two pairs of bifold doors, one behind each bed, and it's just the sweetest little room. I think that they, you know, they made it work by putting a piece of artwork right up in the center above the pillows on the bifold door itself. People have also hung them on the wall and used them to put envelopes and clip little pictures and put mail in and have added little hooks for keys and things like that. That is a cool idea, you know, right in your foyer, right in your kitchen or or maybe by your mudroom. If you have enough wall space, that would be a great way to use it. Another thing that I found that I loved is someone took two bifold doors and 
you know, sliding barn doors are really in right now. And they put a sliding track above the, the door opening and then put the rolling wheels on the top of the two bifold doors. And so now they have two rolling barn doors that are louvered and kind of weathered looking that roll out to the sides. So it, I don't know, check that one out. It's pretty cute. There's another garden space someone used where they took a few of the louvered ones, different height and painted them tone on tone. So, and it kind of makes a nice layered effect. And they were just leaning against the wall in front of a bunch of plants. And so you could do that in your house, in a sunroom or something. That'd be really pretty. Another instance I've seen them is in a living room, stacking them on either side of a central window on a wall. It kind of creates the effect that the windows, that there are more windows behind the doors, almost like they're shutters that open and close. So it's kind of a trick of the mind and a play on the eye, but it's really cool, really pretty. It could work in a sunroom for sure. You can also cut a bifold door in half and have different pieces. So maybe you have one section that's 24 inches high and you put it on a wall and add some hooks to it for keys and you know you could chalkboard paint it in the middle you could hang a wreath on it so that way you can use multiple you can get multiple uses out of the one long piece of wood i will say that there are maybe just a handful of instances where i like the way the furniture piece looks when people are repurposing these bifold doors so you know just use your eye and make sure it's clean and not overly done and there have been a few bookcases that people have made with bifold doors on the end they use the bifold door uh, as the end pieces and then shelves in the middle and then added like trim at the top and bottom and and I was okay with that but I think at some point it's just too far of a reach that's just how I'm going to lay it out there I am going to share a picture of a little kitchen island cart that someone made with using louvered bifold doors as the base and then a raw piece of wood on top. It was kind of a shabby chic look and I liked it. One of the things that you want to be careful about, I forgot to mention this earlier, is that the door that you're using is a solid core door. It's not hollow in the inside. So that's why mine are so heavy and we're great for benches because the inside of the door itself is solid wood. So a lot of cheaper, a lot of cheaper bifold doors are hollow on the inside. You would just have to be careful if you're cutting it, you know, that you're cutting through a solid piece of wood. Just something to be aware of. Well, I hope I haven't thoroughly confused anyone. I know explaining a DIY over a podcast can be a little confusing, but I think you get the gist of this one. It's pretty simple. Just head over to the website, check out the images, and maybe you'll be inspired to do something with the old bifold doors lying around your house. Hey, and thanks so much for listening in. You know, I'm relaunching this podcast, as most of you know, and that's why I'm doing a couple episodes a week right now just to get it out there. And I would really appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review or or share the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Take care.